Hey everyone, it's Monica with Be Still Be Free, and I am here today with Sarah Goaty. It's Sarah Goaty! <laughs> I was waiting for something like, hello. <laughs> hello. That's you. That's me. I know. I was like, but I'm like, is there something coming? I'm like looking over my notes and she's talking. I'm like, it's Sarah Goaty! <laughs> Well, we are here today to talk about the fruit of gentleness, mm-hmm. um, and Sarah's going to lead us in that discussion, but before we dive into that, I just wanted to put a request out there. Um, I feel like I say this all the time, like, we would love ratings and reviews, and I always am quick to, like, couch that with, it's not because we just need our ego strokes. That's right. Um, everybody, if you have found Be Still Be Free to be a benefit and a blessing to you, it will help other people find us easier if we have ratings and reviews. Mm -hmm. And so many of you have been, um, so, so sweet and your, um, reviews and ratings have just been absolutely blessed our socks off. And we just would love for you to take a minute to go and to do that for us just so other people can find us. Um, and we just really appreciate that. So, all right, Sarah, let's talk about gentleness. I find it funny that you, of course, self-control probably would have been just as funny for me to do as gentleness. I find it funny that you picked self-control and gave me gentleness because, you know, I always laugh about that's really not the word. <laughs> you picked that, that though, I think. No, you picked self-control. Well, I picked self-control, but and then we oh, because I think together. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I knew I, I, I really need self-control. So that's why I picked that. That's always, I laugh. I laugh. Cause I think Monica does that, um, unconsciously. Passy aggressive like, <laughs> Sarah, why don't you take gentle and meek, please? Well, you know that 1 Peter 3, 4 is one of the verses that I reply to, or not reply to, um, identify with? Identify with, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And here it is. This is Peter writing to wives, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's specifically written for women. I think it's important to know that. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great value in the eyes Mm. of the Lord. And that um, hit me in my early 30s. Yeah. Um, Wasn't much about me. I was all about uh, taking my stand. Um, We laugh about the personality thing with the, what are they called? Enneagram. Enneagram. And Mm -hmm. I'm a number one with you know, a very high moral fiber, black and white. very black and white, mm-hmm. you know, stand up for what I believe in, yeah. fight for the right cause. Um, and so coming up in the church that I did, like there wasn't a lot of gentleness about the way that you talked about things. And, right. um, you know, I read this and it really pierced my heart because of a couple of things. First of all, the words unfading beauty, right? We talk about how beauty is really an inward thing right now and not so much about the outside of us because the outside of us is going to age no matter what, even though we can do a lot of things to help. It's what comes in and out of us. So unfading beauty is kind of like a fountain of, of youth if you think about it. Yeah. And so if the fountain of youth is gentleness and quietness, the spirit of me, like, man, I want to figure that out because that's beautiful. And then secondly, if those are the qualities that are of a great value in the eyes of the Lord, then that must mean that being gentle and quiet is more valuable than me standing on a platform very aggressively speaking about what is right and wrong. Yeah. And the reason why, and we'll talk about this, is that gentleness is really about unification. Mm. It's not about dissension. Gentleness is what brings people together, even when you have to have a hard conversation. And that is what God 
really wants, he wants unification. He doesn't want division. Um, so Facebook is the opposite of gentleness <laughs> in the past yes, 18 months. <laughs> right. Seriously. People Woo. go read Romans 12, 13 and 14. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay. If you want to, if you believe in the word of God. So, um, also, if you don't, why are you listening? That's right. I said it gently and quietly. Yeah. There you go. If you believe in the word of God, should you choose <laughs> Philippians four five, let your gentleness be seen by all. Love that. By all believers, mm-hmm. unbelievers, by all. Um, focus on the family had a great little quote. And I thought this was fantastic. Gentleness is a strong hand with a soft touch. Mm. It's not weakness. People think of gentleness and meekness as being weak. Meekness is weakness. It's not. It's really quite the opposite. Now, that wasn't part of the focus on the family. <laughs> that was yeah. Sarah's little addition there. Would you I just remembered we did an episode called Be Gentle. Yeah, we did. I, and it's all just flooding back to me. I completely spaced that it out. It was the weakness, meekness. Yeah, thing. like yeah. the a father holding a child's hand, they could squeeze it hard, but mm-hmm. they choose not to. Yep. And that's the gentleness. Yeah. I, um, didn't go back and listen to it, but yeah. I knew that I had the first Peter three, four, like we talked mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. We broke down what the word gentleman and quiet and we yep. went all into that. Yep. Um, okay. So gentleness is a strong hand with a soft touch. It is a tender, compassionate approach toward others, weakness and limitations. I think it's interesting there again, side note that we talk about how all the other fruits reflect love, right? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the very first fruits was loving to be, have love. Um, a gentle person still speaks truth, sometimes even when painful truth, but in doing so guards his tone. And so the truth can be well received. And in quotation or in parentheses, I said, in my family, we can't just guard our tone. We have to guard our facial expression. <laughs> Listen, that is truth right there in my house as well. Uh, I would say that our facial expressions get us into trouble even the, more. Like even when our tone is, you know, passively, aggressively sweet and quiet, our facial expressions are quite the opposite. <laughs> okay, so the um, Greek words here, again, KJV, is praotes, uh, P-R-A-O-T-E-S, or P-A-U-T-E-S, and I'm sorry that I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but in the original translation, it really is closer to the word meekness, mm-hmm. um, and meekness is not a word used much in the English translation anymore, so as some of the other new translations have come out, um, they've changed it over to more of a gentleness. Okay. Um, we are to be meek, yielded, teachable, responsive, first of all, in our relationship with God. And secondly, we're to be meek or humble, gentle, and respectful in our relationship with people. So we can't be arrogant in our relationship with God and, and then try to go and be humble and meek with, with the people around us. However, be aware that gentleness refers mostly to actions and meekness really refers more to an attitude. Because mm. when you think about being gentle, you think about more of how you're acting to others, how right. you're demonstrating. Meekness is more of a how you would describe someone. Like she's such a meek person and you think of women more than men and being meek. Yes. And I was just about to say in relation to that, like, I think meek has become a four letter word that everyone's afraid of displaying meekness. Mm -hmm. And so understanding the, um, 
the true intention of what meekness is. It is not a, a, a weak doormat Mm-mm. type of thing. Mm-mm. So it's, I just want to make that distinction. It's really more of a disposition. Yeah. You're right. It's a whole state of mind. It's a, it's an actual way of being mm-hmm. right. It's a true being because out of, out of that meekness usually will flow the gentleness. Right. Right. So when your spirit is meek, you're not, you're not talking about being a weak person. You're talking about the state of your spirit. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you can still be a very strong, demonstrative person, but have a very meek, humble spirit about it. Just like Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Interestingly enough, <gasps> gentleness is one of the fruits of the spirit that is used often to describe Christ. Yeah. All throughout the, the New Testament, right. it is used to describe him. Um But you know me, I like practical. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about why gentleness is important because why, why, why was it important for Jesus to be gentle? Right. What do you, what do you think about his gentleness was, was important to the people around him? It brought people to him. It allowed people to listen to him when they maybe didn't even really understand what they were listening to. Right. But because of the way of his disposition, the way of his spirit, he was just Mm -hmm. easy to listen to. People were drawn to him. It's almost um, inviting and welcoming and Mm -hmm. hospitable in Mm -hmm. a way. I think about it as preachers today, Mm -hmm. right? You've got those preachers who are those yelling, they talk at you, Mm -hmm. they're going to learn you something, right? Right? Yeah. Then you've got more of what we would describe as a teacher. And I know there's a difference in that there's actually two different gifts of the Holy Spirit, right. a teacher and a preacher. But it's really more of the way that they're delivering the message and they seem empathetic and compassionate and they want to get down on your level. Whereas this person over here that's preaching at you and yelling and pointing his finger is really more opinionated. It's almost like they really are on the stage because they feel like they're higher than you are. You're lower than they are. It completely changes the way that you listen to either one of them. And a lot of people, you know, it's, there's a lot of shrinking of those churches right. and a lot of growing of these churches. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that the message is being delivered Absolutely. and the spirit of the person who, who is delivering that message. Um so it's important to remember in the the book of Galatians is a, a letter that has been written from Paul to the church of Galatia. So when we talk about the verse with all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, this he has written all this because there's this church that's having issues. Right. And it's squabbles within the church. Glad to know that happened then and not that's just right. today. It's not new. <laughs> all right. So they're fighting. There's conflict. And it's causing division, right? And so God's purpose of the church was not for division. It was for unity because if the church is divided, it's a lot less um, kingdom building proficient, Yeah. right? So we got to have this unification. So gentleness, these are, I love this. There's all these Bible verses and I'm just going to give us four of them. Okay. Gentleness turns away wrath and anger. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's plain a gentle today. answer turns away wrath. A gentle yep. answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word, it doesn't just say that a harsh word stirs up anger. Yeah. So there's both there, right? I love that. Proverbs 15, yeah. one gentleness um, brings about life. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes right. the spirit. Right. Crushes the spirit. Proverbs 15, 4. Gentleness can restore. This is Galatians 6, 1. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently. Gently. I mean, how many times have you seen 
people who confront sinners about sin. I mean, it is a modern day torch and pitchfork. Oh my gosh. There are modern day torch and pitchforks. That is what social media has afforded us. And I was going to say it has really become exponential because Mm -hmm. of social media. Like nowhere, if you're a believer and I'm just going to preach it right here and I'm going to say it in a very kind tone, (laughs) a gentle tone. If you're a believer, and your Facebook post and your Instagram or your tweets, who you're retweeting, mm-hmm. who you're reposting mm-hmm. is not reflective of gentleness and is more divisive than it is unification. You're sinning. Yep. You're sinning. It, there's no way around it. It is sin. Absolutely. I'm not saying that I've never posted something that probably shouldn't have been posted, but really Facebook is, is really not a place for you to um to platform a cause right right except for your cause for christ right which is in the spreading of the gospel not necessarily defending your faith right so anyways that's a side note Ugh. okay galatians six ten. gentleness demonstrates our commitment to god not to cause dissension and division but peace and unity in the body of christ so as to have a bigger impact on kingdom building so galatians 6 10 therefore as we have opportunity let us do good which is the demonstration of our fruits to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers, right? We've got to start treating our family of believers better, right? We're fighting amongst ourselves. And what we don't understand is we're playing into the hand of the devil completely because if he can, if he can keep the church divided, we are not going to be as effective for kingdom building as we would be if we were unified. Right. If we, um, if he can keep the family divided, right. Right. Cause he's gone from dividing the church to dividing the home. Right. If he can keep the home divided, then we cannot be as effective for the kingdom because we are a body of Christ in our own home where two yeah. or three are gathered. It doesn't just mean the big church. Right. It, it, it is in a building. Right. Your neighbor may go to a different church than you go to. Y'all but if the there's church. dissension between you and your neighbor, you're still the body of Christ. You are the church. Right. It's not about going to Hickory Baptist or going to, you know, Passion or going to First Baptist Woodstock. We're still all the church. Correct. We just meet in different places. Correct. Right. So if we are not demonstrating all of the fruits to all of the people and what we're doing is not gentle and we're causing dissension and division. We are playing into the hand of the devil. Completely. You know what it just made me think of too? We talked last week about the um the shield of faith. And when your eyes are focused on what they need to be focused on and you have your shield up, your shield will stay. But when you turn your head, it like makes your hand fall down. Mm-hmm. So when you turn your head to start pointing fingers at all these other people or other that's believers, good. that's when the shield comes down because you're distracted and it's like an automatic reflex that's and your good. shield goes down. Or even your sword if you're yes. holding the sword, right? Yes. I mean, you hardly ever, if you turn your, you almost always yes. go off point. It's like when you're learning to drive and you look over your shoulder to turn the lane, but the hands move in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It's an instinctive, reflective. And we talked about in faithfulness how it's about you just taking care of you. It's not about you taking care of everybody else. Let God take care of everybody else. He needs you on your knees more than he needs you in your mouth. That's right. That's the Billy Graham quote um, since he recently passed away has been floating everywhere. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, my job to love. That's right. 
right. That's, That's exactly right. And and um, and we make the biggest deals out of the things that really were never meant to be made a big deal of, right? Completely. Listen, if we're talking about, it, it, it's so crazy how this lines up with what I'm doing with BSF. And I love how God creates themes in your life. And so you just kind of layer and layer and layer and you really read and, le- and, and learn. But if, you know, we are meant to cause a big deal over doctrinal issues. Moral issues are non-negotiable. Doctrinal issues are non-negotiable. But even when you have to talk about those things, they should be done in gentle and loving and kind yes. ways, full of mercy. Right. Um, but the things that are, are non-essentials, like why are we wasting time? If it's just your opinion, get over it. Yeah. It's your opinion. Yeah. And just because you have one opinion and somebody else has another one doesn't mean that the Spirit of God didn't convict you this way and didn't convict him that way. He don't know what the spirit of God is doing. Right. Not every answer to every single minute issue is in the Bible. Like That's there right. are some things left out intentionally. That's right. That's why we only see Jesus from infancy jumps to age 12. Cause I think parenting yeah. is a non, it's a negotiable area yes. where it's going to be different for each person. That's right. You, you take in personalities and you take in gifts and you take in all these things, you know, you don't know, God may have given you this, this conviction because you're going to go reach this group of people with that yeah. conviction. And he may have given this person that conviction because they're going to go reach yeah. these people with that conviction. Yeah. But if you're both doing something good for God, even though it may different and right. you may can't wrap your brain around, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right. As long as it all lines up with being image bearers of God That's and right. the boundaries of being made in his image. Okay. So sidetrack. If we're <laughs> supposed to be gentle, what does that look like? If it's not weak, then what is it? Okay. Right. If it's not just deciding to not stand up for, or not to have a voice then what is gentle? Um, it is that caring, tender or tending oversight of a stronger toward a weaker. It's able to put self-interest aside. So to be able to give oneself to another's needs. Mm. Putting your self-interest aside to give oneself to another's needs, right? Because most of the time what we make a big deal of is just self-interest. Right. Right. I mean, I don't even think most people make a big deal about God. Right. I really don't. Because if we were, we'd be growing the church and the church is not growing. Well, it is, but you know what I mean. Right. Right. Um, patience, gentleness, and goodness. I love this. These three fruits are rooted in mercy. Okay. So when you think about those three, they're rooted in mercy. God and his goodness, which is undeserved by us, extended himself to be merciful to us, reaching out to us in our need, forbears with us in our sin and rebellion, deals with us gently in regard to our faults, suffering long with us in order to bring us to repentance. It takes long suffering and gentleness to have goodness. Irritation and harshness towards others will prevent goodness from flowing out from us. So when you think about how God is with us in that, that is what we are to be to others. Mercy is God not punishing us as our sins deserve. Grace is God blessing us despite the fact that we do not deserve it. Right. Mercy is deliverance from judgment. Grace is an extension of kindness to the unworthy. So mercy and goodness kind of go together here. Yeah. Right. There, even when you think about parenting, it's been really big for me lately. There's so many times that I'm probably justified or any parents justified to 
to be mad, right. to be angry, to be frustrated at the right. sin of our kids or the fact that why won't you just listen to me or just do what I asked and just do it the first time, mm-hmm. right? And that causes this irritation. But the verse in the Bible says, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. I love that verse because once you've provoked them to wrath, they're not listening anymore. Right. How you go to that child and talk about and talk with them about an issue is going to yield a much different result than you pointing your finger at them and talking at them. Correct. And recently I had to, I was, I know I had righteous anger in a situation with one of my kids. I know I did, but how I demonstrated it caused anger and frustration Mm -hmm. and that kid couldn't filter through their um, anger and frustration to see my love and my, my righteous anger in that situation. Yeah. And so um, I went back and apologized and I just said, you know, I didn't handle it right way. It stirred up my own fleshly feelings. Right. I reacted wrongly. Please forgive me. I should have spoken with you instead of talked at you. And we should have had a conversation and so forth. And so I want to say that, and I bring this point up, that gentleness is probably going to be one of those fruits of the Spirit that we fail at often. Right. Because we are more reactive than we are proactive by nature. Mm -hmm. And it catches us off guard. It does. So often. And so when you're caught off guard, you didn't have that pause, that moment of pause. Right. And so we talked about what was the patience. Patience. And so you just react. Because what is patience? It's the opposite of anger. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're impatient, you're not gentle. Right. Most of the time, these things are going to go together. Right. Um, And so... Just practice apologizing because there's gentleness even Mm -hmm. in going to somebody and saying, hey, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Right. Um, So question is, are we showing mercy to others as God has demonstrated his mercy to us? Are one of the attributes often spoken of Jesus was that of gentleness. Right. Would people describe us Mm -hmm. as gentle? Is that one of the words that they would use? Um, Because, again, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Mm -hmm. Lord. The Lord knew that the way that we spoke to other people would have a profound impact on their willingness to listen and the openness of their hearts. And so, again, if we're kingdom builders, we have to go to people in a way that's going to allow them to hear us, to make them want to hear us, Mm -hmm. um, to have conversation with us. to know that that even if we have to have a hard conversation, we've earned the respect because yeah. we've proven to them we love them enough to talk to them in a way that is a kindness and mercy and laced with, with godliness. You know, I think it's important to point out, too, um, having the fruit of gentleness, in especially in our speech, does not mean that you never speak your mind That's or right. share your feelings or your opinions. Because if you look at Christ, oftentimes his words could seem like they were ungentle. Like when he was praying in the garden and the guys all fell asleep and he was like, you couldn't even stay up an hour. Mm -hmm. Like he expressed frustration. He rebuked Pharisees. He rebuked Sadducees. He rebuked his own disciples. He called out sin in the woman of the well. It doesn't mean not speaking truth. And it doesn't mean not pointing the way back to truth. It just means the the tone and the intention of the heart as you have those things. So I just, I just felt like it's important to point out me, meekness and gentleness does not mean you never speak truth right. and you never call out what needs to be called out because we are called to be um, like the spiritual um, gift of encouragement. The, 
includes rebuke. So yep. it's edification and rebuke. It's both sides. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. Like Jesus all the time. His, he was always gentle, yeah. of course. But truthful. But truthful. Three examples that I think of with this, and, and one shows um, how important it is and why it's important. We talk about churches and pastors and preachers. Jesus was the first megachurch. Yeah. He didn't have a microphone. Right. And he had 5,000 plus people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There were no speaker systems. Mm-hmm. Right. It was all as acoustical as it could possibly be, but they didn't have, they didn't have big gathering spaces. They met on the hillside, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty crazy. Amazing. If you think about that, but the way he is again, talked about often in the way that he delivered his speech was of a gentle and kind spirit. Mm-hmm. It, it is all over in the new Testament. And I should have written down those references. Um, but that right there goes to show you that someone who is gentle and kind is going to grow the crowds. They're going yes. to grow the masses. People want to hear what they have to say because the message is beautiful. How it's delivered mm-hmm. is what can make it ugly. Exactly. It can make people listen or it can turn them off. When you think about how he dealt with Peter and Peter denying him. Right. How eat I mean, okay, our husbands tick us off, our kids tick about tick us off. What do we do? We don't, you know. We know they're going to take us off. So I could easily say, Addie, tomorrow you're going to um, frustrate me three times. Right. And she's going to be like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you I are. I just know. I just know. <laughs> and tomorrow comes and here's tick off, here's tick off two, and here's tick off three. Right. Am I going to be shocked by that? Am I going to go off on her about that? Like you think about that's what we do. We're like, what are you doing? You know, our husbands let us down. Our coworkers let us down. Anybody lets us down. We we react and we let them know it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe you did this to me. Peter denied Christ three times in front of his face. Not even just denied, but like denied knowing the very existence or having any person. Like what a betrayal. Yes. What a betrayal. And, and in studying... Um, last year about this, when um, Jesus saw him, Jesus looked right at him as he, and I will guarantee you that his eyes were laced with love, love. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. I you didn't you anyway. think you would. I saw it. I don't think that they were, you know, how many times do we give a look to our kids? How many times do we give a look to somebody? Driving in the car and your mom gives you that look in the rearview mirror and your stomach just drops because yeah. you know you're getting yeah. it. Yeah. And I think his was just kind of like, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. I know what you did, mm-hmm. but he still loved him. And think of, think of Judas. I know. He when washed he said, his feet. Yes. One of you at this table will betray me. It didn't even say that he gave him the bread and said, get out. Right. You know, I'm going to die because of you. He still loved him. Mm-hmm. He still showed a demonstration of Christ's likeness to him, even though he knew he was going to betray him. Would we do that? Are we willing to wash the feet of the people that were scathing on Facebook? Right. That's what Jesus did. He washed the feet of his betrayal. Yeah. Are we willing to do that? And if if we're not willing to do that, we just need to shut up. Because if he didn't, then the, and if he didn't go off on these people, why are we going off on these people? Exactly. So I don't know. It's just, I think this one really got to me because especially just the temperature of our culture and the temperature of the media and the, and, you know, and I'm not just talking about even, you know, Donald Trump and in politics, I'm talking about everything. Yes. I mean, it's just, 
If you are not being gentle in your display of your opinion, then you might as well just say, hey, listen, I'm going to hurt the kingdom of God, but I'm going to do it anyways. Right. Just don't don't claim what church you belong to. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about Jesus out of one side of your mouth. And, you know, it's like you see people who are one in one minute have their hands raised in worship. And then like an hour later at the dinner table, they're flipping somebody off. That's right. That's right. You can't. It's you. No, you're doing God no favors no by favors. representing that Jesus. No favors. Gentleness will draw the masses. Mm-hmm. Harshness will will cause a divide yeah. all day long. Do you have any okay. practical apps? Practical applications. Number one, ask yourself, and I'm all about this, right? Because you got to just have hard conversations with yourself. It doesn't matter if you try to do something different if you're not changing who you are, if you're not changing what's in the mind. Because we talk about that. What you yeah. believe is how you begin to act. As a man think so it, habits, so we so see. see. That's right. Um, That's my only KJV verse. <laughs> <laughs> ask yourself the hard question. Would others use the word gentle to describe you? Number two, practice the art of pause, like we talked about in patience. Pause before you respond in a heated moment. Craft your words and your tone in a way that displays mercy, restoration, and unity. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have been guilty of just putting something into a Facebook post. And as soon as I hit period or exclamation point, five exclamation points, it's like the spirit said, Mm-mm, just yep. delete, 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 delete. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you. So I post things on Twitter because I have less people that I know personally on Twitter that follow me. And so sometimes I'll put things on there instead of Facebook because yep. I'm like being super vague and passive aggressive about it. <laughs> and then like literally within 30 minutes, God's like, for the love, just take the just thing take down. down. Like, I know. I'm sorry. I just, oh. you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Very rarely are you doing any good to change anything for anybody on I Facebook. Know. Facebook, other than posting up a picture of what you're doing with your family and, yeah. and making people, yeah. you know, just, oh, what a cute, a yeah. cute picture or, you know, sharing a, a, a message, an uplifting yes. photo, yes. whatever, everything should be encouraging because you're be. not going to change someone's opinion on Facebook. The mm-hmm. only opinion you're going to change is them deleting you off of your, their friends list. Yeah. Or going to hide. Yes. And so we're friends, but you never show up in my timeline. And there's a That's lot right. of you. I'm and there's, sorry. I know there are. I, I have, I have curtailed my Facebook because you know, I do Facebook more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I have curtailed it so much over the mm-hmm. last year. I choose who I, I, I see you choose who you see. Exactly. I want to get on there and get off and still feel gentle That's and not right. feel wrath. And feel good. That's right. Not angry. <laughs> Lastly, who are the people in your life that you need to work on being more gentle with? Because you can name them. And I'm, I'm going to tell they you. all just too. popped into your head right this second. That's right. <laughs> Start in your home. This is our mission field. Exactly. Uh, if you're married or not married, if you have kids, don't have kids, you still have a home. Mm-hmm. You still have an inner circle. Mm-hmm. Who is that inner circle? Because, and we were talking about this before we started recording, you will plant seeds of faith and those seeds are going to go and, and multiply and those are going to multiply. You don't have to start with this big world outside of you. Although if you're flipping people off in the restaurant, you got to think about those things. Yeah. But if you create habits of gentleness at home where you're probably set off more than not. And these are the people that you take for granted yeah. more than not. You can probably fix your lack of gentleness outside your inner circle. Correct. It's harder to fix what's in the inner circle mm-hmm. than it is in the outer circle. Correct. Right. The outer circle is a lot easier. The fringe is a lot easier yeah. than, than the, the ones right next to you. Mm. 
So that's my word. I am going to have, I, I had three different um, articles that I referenced uh, a lot in, in putting this together. And I will have that in our podcast notes awesome. so that people can go to those really, some really good ones. I would encourage you, like if you struggle with, with this, go read these articles. They're fantastic. Yeah. Gentleness is not exactly what we think it is when we first read it in that mm-hmm. Galatians 5, 22, mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm. So good. All right. I'm going to pray us out. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that you are always gentle with us. Lord, I pray that we are able to learn from your example and display gentleness to those around us. And it's, again, as Sarah said, all to build the kingdom of God. If that is not what our ultimate goal is in anything that we do, Lord, help us to make that our primary objective. It always should be first to build up the kingdom of God and to reflect greatly on your name and who you are. Be with every listener today. Be with us as we go throughout the rest of the week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.